Let us pray. Gracious God, who loves us more than we can ask for or imagine, send your Holy Spirit to dwell in the space between my lips that speak these words and the ears of those who hear them, so that only your word may be spoken and heard. In the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Our gospel story today is that well-known tale of the feeding of the multitudes, that time when Jesus took simply five loaves of bread and two fish and was able to feed thousands of people. I would say that based on the conversations I've had with people over the years about this story, that the primary interest, focus, attention is on that miracle and how that was achieved. How was that possible? And the gospel doesn't actually say, it just says that the people were fed and there was uh, enough for everybody, everyone was satisfied, and there were leftovers. But it doesn't say how this was achieved. And so I've heard all kinds of explanations from people over the years, ranging from the supernatural to the natural. On the supernatural end, you have this idea that God just came in directly. Um, Jesus was the incarnation of God after all. And through Jesus, turned five loaves into 5,000 loaves or something like that. Turned two fish into 2,000 fish. And it was enough for all the people there. That is uh, kind of the supernatural explanation I've heard of this miracle over the years. The more natural explanation I've heard is the idea that that, uh, that kid that was there with the, the loaves and the fish probably wasn't the only one there with food. Probably many people, not everyone, but many people when they left their houses thought, I'm not quite sure when I'm going to have access to food again. Let me take a little extra with me. Just like that boy said, let me take five loaves and two fish. That's what I got. Let's see uh, when I'll have access to a meal again. And so probably um, other people had food also. And so um, the, the idea is here that when they saw the generosity of the boy or they saw the faith of Jesus and the disciples, that this was going to be enough, that they were moved by that to share as well. So all those with need took, all those who had gave, and in the end, everyone was fed, they were satisfied, and there were leftovers, an abundance of food. It was already there among the people, it just had to be shared. So the miracle is that miracle of generosity, that miracle of hearts changed, that miracle of people who were not afraid that they're going to run out of food, but figured that they could share that there would be enough. Now this story of the 5,000, this miracle, no matter if it's a supernatural explanation or a natural explanation, this miracle is unique in the sense that it is the only miracle other than the resurrection that actually shows up in all four Gospels. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John, the authors of each of these, thought that this miracle was important enough that it needed to be included in their Gospel. And their tellings of this story are really remarkably similar, and yet there are a few differences among them. And we see one of those differences in the version that we heard today, which is John's telling of the story. It says, uh, John, the, the author of, of the gospel, it's not Jesus' words, but the author of the gospel, has a little aside after Jesus says, 
um, you know, where we get food for these folks. It says that Jesus already knew the answer, but he was doing this to test the disciples. And I think this is really important for us to pay attention to because I think John here is gaining us to expand our understanding of this gospel story. To say that, yes, the miracle is important. It's very clear the miracle is important. But John's saying that there's more going on here for us to pay attention to. We need to pay attention to the disciples. And how it is that they are acting. And what is this lesson that Jesus needs them to teach? What is it the disciples are lacking or how is it they're feeling that needs to be changed in the story? And I think what we see in the disciples is that all too human tendency that so many of us still have to be afraid, to be anxious, to be worried, to be nervous, to be concerned, wondering about if they have enough. Is there enough? So many of us fall into a very zero-sum thinking in this world. There's not enough for everyone. And if I gain, someone else loses. If someone else gains, then I lose. And I want to make sure I don't lose out. And what Jesus is saying in this story to the disciples, what Jesus is showing the disciples in this story, is that is not the way this world works. That's not how God has made this world. God has made this world so that there is enough. There is enough for everybody and even some leftovers if we would but trust. This is the lesson that Jesus is trying to teach the disciples and probably most of us here today as well. It is the same lesson that God was trying to teach the Israelites out in the wilderness after they left Egypt when every day he said, go collect enough manna for today and today alone. And some of the people got anxious and they said, I don't know about that. Let me get a little extra for me for tomorrow just in case it doesn't show up again. And God says, no, no, I will provide. I'm trying to teach you that I will give you enough. And Jesus teaches them today in this feeding of the multitudes that God will provide whether supernaturally or through all of us realizing we already have all the resources we need, we just need to share it better, God will provide for us. Now, providing our needs is not the same thing as providing our wants. Jesus does not serve them a five-course meal. There's no dessert, no ice cream at the end of this one. But Jesus does give them carbohydrates and the protein that they need in this moment. Not always what we want. It may not be enough for everybody to get what they want, but there is enough for everybody to get what they need. We have all of the resources, all the gifts that we need to survive, to do what God wants us to do in this world. And so, my friends in Christ, this week, take some time to think about this story. Think about the disciples and their fears of scarcity. And think about your own life. In what ways are you like them? In what ways 
Are you afraid that you don't have enough? In what ways, just like they discovered, does God actually provide us with everything we need? Because God does provide us. If we would but trust in God, not always always to our wants, but always to our needs, and a little bit extra, some leftovers. Amen.